Welcome to the Commune Podcast. My name is Jeff Krasnow. Now, many of you may receive my weekly Sunday commusing article where I address a breadth of issues from the spiritual to the physiological to the sociopolitical. And on occasion, I will also record an audio version of these articles and release it here as a bonus episode. So tis the season, and I sincerely hope that you find a moment of respite during these holidays. Experiment with a new recipe or two and congregate with friends and family around the communal table. This is the time to reflect and cultivate gratitude for the miracle of life's simple gifts. A few weeks back, I had the marvelous opportunity to interview filmmaker and director Louis Schwartzberg on the release of his new piece de résistance titled Gratitude Revealed. Now, the documentary has inspired me to move beyond the memes of social media and the incessant quote cards and excavate this somewhat elusive emotion and virtue. Now, I've been asking myself questions like, what is the relationship between gratitude and being present or between gratitude and nature and being in nature? And how do we leverage gratitude practices to move from state gratitude, essentially a transitory feeling of thankfulness, to trait gratitude, a permanent type of gratefulness that perfumes our unconscious being. It becomes part of our bottom-up behavior. Hmm. Well, these are interesting questions. And I poke at the great fullness of gratitude in this week's memoriam to my beloved Nana. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, then subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you are interested in checking out our course platform, which features over 120 programs now from top doctors like Mark Hyman and Zach Bush and thought leaders and authors like Deepak Chopra and my friend Marianne Williamson, well, you can sign up for a free 14-day trial at onecommune.com slash trial. And if you're not completely sick of me, I am waxing alternately poetic and pathetic on Instagram at Jeff Krasno. So without further delay, here's this week's commusing titled Great Fullness. Thanksgiving reminds me of my grandmother, who now resides outside of the vacillations of space and time. Every turkey day, our family flocked to her sprawling condo in North Miami. Oh, how I relished these trips, crossing off the days on the calendar in anticipation. My nana, Adeline, was a redhead, vibrant, gregarious, and scrappy, by necessity, she was the jalapeno cheddar in the middle, sandwiched by two sisters of tantamount feistiness and loquacity. Now, Skylar and I know intimately how three sisters maneuver with a certain benevolent deviousness, and this rascality is embedded in Jewish culture as the Yetzer Hara, the belief that within every human there is a wily scheming if good-spirited nature. 
Now, Nana was known for her colorful, unapologetic mixed metaphors and occasionally brilliant, albeit generally unintentional, turns of phrase. And for many years, she would take me to the appropriately named Rascal House, a classic Jewish deli for lunch, heaping piles of steaming pastrami on marbled rye bread topped with sauerkraut and a smear of mustard. Oh, heaven on earth. Then, one year, the restaurant fell out of favor with Nana. I queried her, why don't we go to Rascal House anymore? She quipped, oh, honey, nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Years later, I discovered this was a Yogi Berra quote, but I guarantee she believed that she coined the phrase. Now, her other turns were less adroit. When I was bemoaning a poor grade in algebra, she consoled me, Jeff, honey, you must let the cards roll where they may. And she considered George W. Bush not the sharpest cookie in the jar. When complimented for her extraordinary noodle kugel, she might rejoin, it's not rocket surgery. And Nana made a habit of getting up early to enjoy the sunrise. She so savored the sun's warmth on her skin. The sun is so grateful for me, she remarked jovially. Nana, I, I think you mean you are so grateful for the sun. Oh no, honey. You see, the sun has no needs. And in her great fullness... She overflows with generosity. She just gives. Now, I would never pretend that Nana was a poet, but the Persian poet Hafiz seemed to land on a similar sentiment. Even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens. With a love like that, it lights the whole sky. The sun gives unceasingly and without condition. Indeed, gratitude and generosity are highly correlated. Gratitude is also associated with subjective well-being, satisfaction with one's life, strong social bonds, purpose, and ability to cooperate, and self-acceptance. Moreover, gratitude is viral in nature. A recipient is more likely to dole it out. Now, when I have trouble summoning an appreciation for life's gifts, I ponder this. 93 million miles away in our grateful star, the fusion of two hydrogen nuclei birth a helium atom, and in doing so emit a photon of light energy. Eight minutes later, this packet of electromagnetic radiation enters our wee planet's atmosphere and finds a chloroplast on the leaf of an apple tree. This tryst catalyzes the process of photosynthesis in which a plant takes carbon dioxide from the air, water from its roots, and converts solar energy into chemical energy. Coated by its genomics, the tree leverages this chemical energy to produce a most delicious, if forbidden, fruit that grows conveniently at just the right height for you to pick. Just looking at the juicy ripe apple makes you salivate. Digestion starts with your eyes. Biting into the fruit begins an unlikely and circuitous process of unlocking the sun's energy inside of you. Carbohydrates get absorbed into the bloodstream, and through cellular respiration, your mitochondria, erstwhile bacteria that have taken residency as the power plant organelles in your cells, produce ATP. Humans metabolize food, thus transferring chemical energy 
to mechanical energy. This enables my motor neurons to yoke with my intentions and say these very words or move my lips to tell Skylar, I love you. And this utterance causes her tear ducts to well up and the corners of her lips to curl upwards. Certain genes turn on and assemble amino acids into the right proteins to make the neuromodulator oxytocin, and this makes her feel warm inside. The byproducts of this unlikely phenomenon are carbon dioxide and water, which cycle back into the air and the soil and the trees in a wondrous loop. And think, the systems that cooperate in this elaborate dance are made up of self-assembled atoms whose provenance is stardust. The only appropriate response to this improbable miracle is gratitude. In many ways, Nana served as our family's solar center. We orbited around her faithfully, and she lit up our lives and gave without expectation. Filling our cups gave her a great fullness. When asked why she was so happy, in typical form, she'd mix up the words and simultaneously deliver poignant wisdom. I want everything I have. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Commune Podcast. Feel free to drop me a line any old time at jeffk at onecommune.com. And if so inclined, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's all from the Commune for this week. My name is Jeff Krasno, and I am here for you. Thank you.